reminded me of like how great it was to just have like money flowing in or like being funded by my parents growing uh, up. Yes. Pre-kids. What a great <laughs> era. We didn't even appreciate. Such a great era. I love that era for me. <laughs> Hi, I'm Teresa. And I'm Emily. This is No Ordinary Friendship. We've been best friends for forever. And while life has tried to keep us apart, we won't let it. Join us as we catch up on pop culture, parenthood, and whatever's on our minds. We promise a short break from real life, just for a little bit. We all have our people. And now you are one of them. Hello. Hi. (laughs) Welcome to another week. Yes. Episode eight. Exciting. Lucky number eight. (laughs) That's true. I hope we don't lose our motivation and steam. I know. Um, Okay, let's jump into it. So apologies Uh, and corrections. Yeah, this is my bad. Uh, I'm learning that our listeners are super on top of it, as expected. (laughs) And when I talked about the Rosewood Small a few weeks ago, I guess the savings, if you go from individual to a couple, is not just a savings of $100, Emily. It's a savings of $350. Oh, okay. That but makes I think it a the little takeaway, more compelling. <laughs> I was going to say the takeaway is it still prices us out. <laughs> yes, for sure. Like if it's $20,000 and it, you're saving three fifty, I don't know. I mean, not that it's $20,000. <laughs> I was going to say, since people are actually listening and checking into it, we are totally Rosewood Spot influencers. So Rosewood, sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's true because somebody did mention to me that they bought a spa package for their wife because they listened to our podcast. Oh, thank you so much, listener. And your wife should thank you, too. <laughs> it feels good to be a luxury spa influencer now. <laughs> um, okay. Well, breaking news. This actually isn't breaking news. I don't know why I put it here. But you know how everybody on the planet in social media post these videos that say POV and then they describe yes. something. Yep. I just feel like that's not how you use POV. Don't you? <laughs> uh, okay. Tell me more. So POV stands for point of view, right? Yes. But then they say like POV, you're a girl going to grab coffee with your dog or something like something random like that. But uh-huh. like, that's not how you use POV. Like a POV is your opinion or your perspective on something, not like oh. here's an illustration of the situation, right? <laughs> um, I think I've been brainwashed already to think that POV is how social media uses <laughs> POV now. So I can't, I'm trying to wrap my head around your point of view. <laughs> my POV is that POV is not used correctly. It's funny you say that because we're talking about um, building up our own social media thing. And Mm -hmm. I was thinking about doing a POV one for my own. (laughs) Well, you should because the masses agree with you. And I feel like it's just like how correct grammar is no longer valued. This is the same thing. Like it it doesn't matter if you know grammar because people will just use it incorrectly and be like, I don't care. I'm constantly asking ChatGPT, is this grammatically correct? (laughs) (laughs) And the answer is almost always yes, but you can make it even better through these changes. Oh, I thought that was really helpful. I still value it, Emily. Okay, don't look down on me. Yeah, what was the point in doing well in high school English? You know, (laughs) (laughs) I actually didn't do that well. So, (laughs) 
<laughs> and I remember our high school teacher telling me, oh, it's actually a lot easier for non-native speakers to do well in high school English because they're not influenced by the way How we people speak. talk. Yeah. Yeah. They like, they understand the rules, like book smart, oh. understand the grammatical rules. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Is it that interesting though? <laughs> no. Okay. Know. Moving on. <laughs> so this morning I saw on social media that apparently... I don't know who, like who the group is, but women have created a list of where they refuse to go on first dates. And I just thought it was funny because I was like, <laughs> I would be fine going to so many of these. And I'm just like, wait till you have kids and then you'll be happy to go to any of them. But I'll read you like the top 10 just okay. for fun. Maybe you saw it already, too. Um, number one, Cheesecake Factory. What? What's the hate on Cheesecake Factory? <laughs> cheesecake Factory is really pricey, too. It is. Like, it's not like a good day. cheap. Yeah. And lots of options. Number two, Applebee's. Number three, Chili's. Number four, Chipotle. Number five, Olive Garden. Number six, The Movies, which I get. It's like the on movies. a first date, you want to talk. If you go to the movies, okay. it's almost like a cop out. Number seven, Your House. Number eight. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible first date place. <laughs> and come over. <laughs> Number that be the top of the list. <laughs> Maybe some people are into it. Okay, fair. Um, number eight, any fast food chain. Number nine, Buffalo Wild Wings. Number ten, Wingstop. And the list goes on, but a lot of them are like kind of these Legit popular places. chains. And I'm like, why? <laughs> so. Do you know the origin story of this list? No. Okay, now you're going to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So on TikTok, this woman posted in the car with her and her date. She was a passenger side seat. It was a first date, I think. And she refused to get off the car. She was like, no one is should be taking somebody to the cheesecake factory that looks this good. <laughs> and so she was basically complaining about where her date took her. Oh, in because front she of dressed him up? Because she dressed up. But it was... But people are really coming for her after she posted mm. on TikTok because I guess there's even more to the story. She, he made reservations somewhere even nicer, mm -hmm. but she was running late. So oh. they had to miss a reservation. So he took her to the Cheesecake Factory and he was like, what's wrong with the Cheesecake Factory? And, wow. and then that list kind of came out oh. of like all the different places. So funny. But I, I, I think it also depends on well, like what life stage you're at too. Like if you're yeah. in college – Fast food will be a great first place. I know. First date. Yeah, that's why I'm not sure like who compiled this list because it sounds like sort of high maintenance girls who just want to go to like yeah. fancy places. Um, but this also makes me think, wow, I'm like a really cheap date because I would be happy <laughs> going to Cheesecake Factory, to Applebee's, to Chili's. Olive Garden. Was I Olive love Garden on that list? Remember I had my 17th birthday at Olive Garden? <laughs> I think you also had anniversary dinners there. Yes, yes, like, I think so. But actually, sadly, I do think Olive Garden has gone downhill. But Cheesecake mm. Factory is still legit. Like, I think that it's still pretty good. Yeah. All 1,000 calories for every <laughs> single dish that you get there. I heard that, too. And people were like, what the hell? Some of these girls are super... Wait, it was compiled by women, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah some of these girls are super high maintenance. <laughs> I would love a coffee date and like a drinks first date. Yeah. I think that's a safe way to start. Any first... Any date would be nice now. <laughs> hint, hint. Steven, are you listening? <laughs> He's not. That's the problem. I'll send him the link when it comes out. 
<laughs> well, so my next thing um, is actually telling you a funny story about him. I can tell okay. all these funny stories because he doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> so we have no. So every time I go to the grocery store, it, it's usually me by myself. It's almost like a treat because I don't mm-hmm. typically try to take kids with me. And he's always like, hey, get me a treat. Um, and then when I come home, he's like, did you get me my treat? Where's my uh-huh. treat? <laughs> like, a, like a five-year-old or a dog. <laughs> so I, I typically don't buy anything because we have no self-control. Like the thing is gone within a day. <laughs> so I went to Costco the other way, day and they had these s'mores packets and it's Costco. So everything's like mm-hmm. supersized. No self-control. He rips into it and... It gets to a point where I'm like, you have to stop eating these. He's like, I know, I have to stop eating these, but he can't. So he has to go upstairs and I tell him I'm going to hide them. He's like, hide them somewhere I can't find it. So I don't, he has like this midnight snacking habit, which has been around for years, like ever since I've known him. So Uh I legit hide it in different places around the house. And It's fine because I barely ate that one, but like it reminded me of a few years ago when I was pregnant and he was eating all of the stuff that people were buying for me. And it pissed me off. (laughs) It pissed me off. So I started hiding it and I was telling my friends we were, I was hiding it. But then at some point I would remember it and I'd be like, shit, where did I hide it? And I couldn't (laughs) find it for the longest time. (laughs) Oh my gosh, you need to have like a safe. That is like only opens with your fingerprint. Yeah. And then you can put your snacks in there. But then he would know where that safe is and he will find a way to force me to like put my <laughs> put finger, your finger on it. <laughs> it's safer when I can put it in a place I know he'll never look. Like the other day I hid the s'mores in our kids play kitchen, oh, like in the uh-huh. back. I was like, he would never think to look there. Uh-huh. He would never. Yeah. Was it the s'mores where it's like a chocolate covered snack and mm-hmm. it's, like in a it's like a little yeah i had a sample of that this week were they sampling it and that's why you bought it oh um, you just bought yes. it <laughs> well i saw it and i was like steven's always asking for a treat like <laughs> i should get him something because i never get him anything and Aww. that was it, it looked good yeah it was pretty good um i have been really wanting to buy those tins of danish cookies <laughs> but it's in like a four pack. So I feel like I can't eat that all. So I just have been resisting. Oh, (laughs) I mean, that could be a good holiday gift for three of your friends. (laughs) Yeah. Or teachers or something. Yeah. But it just reminds me of my childhood. I feel like we used to buy those, you know, like the blue metal tins. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, do those come from Costco? Well, they have them right now, maybe because of the holidays. Yeah. I wonder if that's where our parents bought them. I don't think so. I don't think we even went to Costco when I was young. Oh. My mom's probably going to correct me. Did. <laughs> you can talk about apologies and corrections yeah. later. <laughs> she was like, I used to go by myself to get away from you kids. I know. <laughs> no, she says that I was a really good kid and a really good listener. <laughs> you say that all the time. <laughs> it's we'll true. <laughs> Your mom will be a friend of the pod one of these days. <laughs> okay. Um. Last thing. This is silly and it's probably getting ahead of ourselves but I was listening to Giggly Squad this week mm-hmm. and you know how she, in the beginning she always goes hello my something gigglers yeah and then I also listened to the toast which I didn't really like but someone on Facebook said that we reminded her of the toast which I think is kind of a compliment but they also say like oh toasters are the listeners and I was like yeah. we don't have a good name because our podcast name is so freaking long like, we can't be like, hello, no ordinary friendshipers. 
Nafers. N-O-F. Listeners, if you have any good ideas, let us know what you would like to be called. Or I was thinking we could just call them like friends. <laughs> but that's really generic. Uh, you don't like Nafers? I'm Nof- just kidding. We, we can keep Nafers on the list for consideration. <laughs> what about Nafis? <laughs> All bad, okay, all bad. bad the, yeah, uh, all really bad. So, yes. Maybe we'll change the name of the podcast later maybe, on. So maybe it's inevitable catchier. if we want to grow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, that was really fun breaking news section. That was not really breaking news no. for any of <laughs> Why do we even call it that? <laughs> all right, let's move on to pop culture. I okay. am dying to hear about your love after divorce update. Yes. So this season has concluded. I think it ended last Sunday or maybe the Sunday prior, but we were a little behind. And I was actually telling Victor, I was like, we have to watch Love After Divorce because I want to talk about it on the pod. So we finished it last night. And overall, I want to say it was like really anticlimactic. Like, okay, I'm going to spoil for you because I don't think you're going to watch it. Basically, after that first week in Cancun, there were three successful couples that decided to like live together for one week. And then at the end of that one week, they all decided to keep staying in relationships. But, you know, the Korean drama way, they like really made it a long, grueling, like, is he going to turn around? Is she going to turn around? But we were kind of like, they're all going to turn around. (laughs) And wait. Are they still dating now? So, well, I think maybe two couples are, but there was only one couple where both people had kids. And I don't remember if I told you, but one had three kids. And you really didn't expect it because she seemed very, like, young and lighthearted and also kind of, like, a a spaz. But anyway, (laughs) that one, even during their one week together, there was a lot of kind of small tensions or conflicts Mm. where she was like, I just want the dating to be like an escape and you're talking too much about responsibility. And I think he was actually really nice. Like he didn't mind that she had three kids, that he was dealing with all this chaos. But he was like, we need to decide who does what in the house. Like, you know, he was Mm. thinking more about marriage. And I think she just wanted a little break or escape from her life because it's so grueling. Um, But yeah, I don't think they're together anymore because they Mm. posted on Instagram. They're not not together. together. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so did your friend the guy that you know mm-hmm. he never it to the end no he never paired up with anyone so oh, bummer yeah but he's like kind of famous now which is funny right like you go on this what? reality show and you get thousands yeah. of followers and what people was his, cheering uh, for post- you <laughs> what was his post b-school career path i think he's running his own investment company oh yeah i mean I don't know. That's cool. (laughs) Investment, part influencer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And um, the other thing I wanted to tell you was there was one couple who's kind of my favorite because the girl, Benita, she was like my favorite from the beginning. And she pairs up with this guy named Jerome. Um, But they like those are very. uh Oh, sorry. Those are very unique Korean names. (laughs) I think she actually grew up in like. I forget, like Paraguay or something. Oh, cool. Yeah, so she speaks Spanish too. And then her family owns some sort of like clothing or fashion company. But they were going camping. And I was like, why would they go camping? That doesn't sound fun at all. But he buys the teeny tiniest cooler possible, like the kind that only fits like six drinks. 
And then she wants to bring a glass jar of peaches. And he keeps going like, they don't fit. Like, don't bring these. And it's like such a tension point for them. It comes up so many times over these peaches. And she was like, you better not eat one. You're not going to get to eat a single one. <laughs> and but why did he bring such a tiny, tiny cooler? I know. He must not be an avid camper. But even I know, and I don't like camping, that you should bring something bigger. Because then they went to H Mart and they were buying like pork belly. And like, you definitely need something bigger than that. And you also don't need peaches on a camping trip either. Like, those are not an essential. No. And also, you don't need to put them in the cooler. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Where were they going camping? Was it super hot? Uh, no. I mean, they were wearing, like, jackets. I, they are in SoCal, so they went somewhere. Mm. I forget. It looked really pretty. I kind of want to, like, look it up and go there. There was, like, a lake, and then they went on a hike, so it was really You pretty. are not going there, Emily. <laughs> or at least you're not going to You're not gonna go camp. No, no. I, I don't camp. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, the last thing I wanted to tell you is it's so funny because they have these, like, built-in ads throughout the show, and it's not subtle at all where after a couple ate a meal they're like oh should we drink one of these supplements and it's like those pouches you know and they drink it like oh it's really good and then that's it like they clearly were told to do this little ad show the product marketing (laughs) yes isn't it on netflix it is yeah but it maybe that's just the korean style or something i don't know was this show on a korean network or was it made for netflix i don't know (laughs) <laughs> the, ad, the ad place was just so funny. Yeah, but they actually did that. I think maybe because it's still originally produced in Korea, they get like Korean sponsors or whatever. Mm. Because I remember watching the physical 100 and it was similar oh, yeah. that they had this kind of like break room or recovery room where they all hung out. But then they would have random big like jugs of protein powder and stuff. <laughs> and like, I just felt like it's it's funny yeah. You know, I don't watch any because Physical 100 is also a Korean show, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I don't watch any Korean shows. I think it's because I don't like reading subtitles. Did you re- Did you watch Squid Games? No. Oh. I know. It was really hot and I didn't watch it. Um, <laughs> so there was like a whole four month period where people were referencing it and I didn't know what they're talking about. Oh, you know, I don't mind because ever since having kids, I always watch shows and videos Mm. with subtitles. So I'm used to reading them because I'm always like, it's too loud. It's too loud. Turn it down. I definitely sometimes you have to. Yeah, I definitely have closed captioning, but I if it's like all in another language, I just don't. I don't know. Do you think you watch a lot of these shows because you married someone that's Korean? Um, honestly, I watched Korean stuff before I married him. Oh, but it it probably helps. Yeah, like I don't watch any like Chinese dramas, but I think I just like the Korean style. Style. Better. Yeah. The production is a little bit better usually. Cool. Good update. Good update. <laughs> so the show's gone. The show's ended. The show is done. Yeah. And the, the ending, I was like, that was so boring. Like I was hoping at least one couple wouldn't turn around and you would see someone walk away, you know? <laughs> Emily, you're supposed to root for love. You want them I to know. stay together. I know. You're like, ugh. My true colors are showing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, on to our parenthood section. Yes. I put down preschool tours. It's fall. It's the season to do school tours. And (laughs) I feel like I'm equal parts pressured and feeling guilt tripped into doing it and equal Mm -hmm. parts like, oh, I want to do it. It's really interesting. It's kind of like 
looking behind closed doors because I don't really know what any of these schools are like. And I don't mm-hmm. know anybody actually that is that has like a third grader in these elementary schools. So anyway, I feel like every parent in these preschool tours are like, oh, what about this? And what about that? Like asking really specific questions um, with their child in mind. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, people typically send their second, third, fourth child to the same school as their first child. Clearly they're thriving or they're like doing okay too, right? But all your kids can have such different personalities, different learning styles, and Mm -hmm. everybody ends up fine. And so I was like, why do I put so much, or why does everyone put so much pressure into what that first child needs? Like, Mm. yeah, maybe you want a preschool that aligns with your family's general philosophy, but like for your individual child, my second child is so different from my first. And I think yours is a little bit like that too, where I know whatever Tyler, the three-year-old needs and wants is going to be kind of different from the one-year-old that's just like very outgoing and loud and energetic versus mm-hmm. Tyler's like calm, observant, cautious. Yeah. And I think I just sing this to myself to make myself feel better because like at the end of the day, I think it's all going to net out to be pretty similar. Like you're going right. to be in a small little range. So yeah. that's it. That's all I wanted to share. Yeah, that's no, that's true. And but I think about how that extends kind of to like all second, third, fourth siblings where <laughs> So much of what they get exposed to is actually influenced by, like, what the first child did or liked. Like, Cassie doesn't have any new toys, right? She just Mm -hmm. has what Charlie was interested in or the clothes even. She's starting to wear, like, the hand-me-downs. And I'm just like, oh, I feel bad. Like, she's not getting to kind of create her own style. Although, I guess I picked most of the stuff for Charlie, too. (laughs) I think toys and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. But maybe when they're older, they will have a, I don't know. Yeah, I think when she cares, I'm going to let Cassie pick her clothes versus being like, you have to wear Charlie's. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't have to deal with that since I had an older brother, you know? Right. And he's four years older, so it's quite a big difference. Like, Cassie is already creeping up to Charlie where I won't be surprised if, like, when they're seven and eight or something, they're wearing the same size clothes. Because she's already, like, leapt a year ahead. They're two years apart. And she's yeah. already able to wear stuff that Charlie was wearing last year. Yeah. Same with Logan. Like he's already wearing 2T, but he's not even 18 months yet. Yeah. And I mean, granted, he has like a really big belly. So uh-huh. like <laughs> stuff might fit well lengthwise, but like width wise, it doesn't fit as well. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we should just let our kids be individuals. But I I just feel like these preschool tours take up so much time. And is it really making that big of a difference? I know. I don't buy into it. But then maybe my kids will suffer. Like, it's preschool. (laughs) Or it's kindergarten. And like, also, don't you kind of want your child to be able to like, adapt and thrive in environments that maybe don't suit their personality? Like, I understand the argument for finding something that's like a really good fit. But then at the same time, that's not how future life will be when they're older. Like, they're not going to be able to have everything catered to them. So I think just, like, supporting them as a parent and if something is difficult, being there for them is probably more important than finding this, like, perfect fit school or whatever. I also think finding a good school is, like, a a hack for parents because they want whatever is happening at school to just be easier on the parents. So that's true. If the school can manage a lot of it, then yeah, why wouldn't I go for that? Like if my school had lunches. 
Yeah. <laughs> and what a big pain point. It's such a big pain point. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. You wrote I Spy Game oh, Hack. Yes. Back with another recommendation from Emily, the expert parent. But so over the weekend, I was solo parenting for, well, my parents helped a couple of days, but from Thursday to Monday, Victor was gone. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, usually on the weekends, we're both there so he can drive and I can kind of like deal with the kids. But of course, this time I was driving and then the kids were in the back. And when we drove down to my parents' house, it's like, you know, a 30 minute ride. Mm-hmm. So wanted to keep the peace. I put it together a YouTube playlist for them. It had like Coco Melon, it had Encanto. Um, but then Charlie was like, let's play I Spy. And I was like, okay, because I didn't want her to be like bored, but I was also driving. So I can't really yeah. like put that much focus on that. And then I thought of this genius hack that maybe this is how all the parents already do it. Uh-huh. But you don't have to find something. You just so, for example, I was like, I spy something green and I didn't Uh know what it was. I just let her guess like two or three times. And then on the third one, I'm like, yeah, that's it. (laughs) But I was like, I am a freaking genius because I could do that forever and ever more. (laughs) That is genius, actually, because (laughs) we are going on a road trip next month and Tyler is starting to like that game, too. And Uh I do look around for things and then I'm like frustrated when he doesn't guess the thing that I it's like so <laughs> obvious and right there. Yeah. So this is a good hack. Like it's it's win-win. Yes, it's like a perfect lazy parent hack because they're super excited that they get it right and yeah. you don't have to put as much. You're still playing with your child and they feel that love, but you know, it's a little bit of a break for you. <laughs> it's mindless. It's a mindless yes. game for parents. Yeah. Yes. So I wanted to share that because I thought it was actually a really good idea. <laughs> you are the expert parent. I like how you just self-proclaim yourself the professional parent or something. <laughs> good tip. Okay. Um, on to our random section. Okay. This is... I'm trying to remember what I meant by this. But okay. I... So kind of along the same lines as preschool, I'm like, oh, my God, preschool tuition is crazy. And then I'm like, oh, my God, I have a second kid. Got to double that in the future. <laughs> And I just, it reminded me of like how great it was to just have like money flowing in or like being funded by my parents growing Uh, up. Yes. Pre-kids. What a great era we didn't even appreciate. Such a great era. I love that era for me. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember going back home from college and my dad, I don't know why, he would like sneak me money. Like we would be Aww. like just in our house. I'd be like walking from the kitchen to my room and my mm-hmm. dad would be in the dining room and be like, he'd be like, Teresa, Teresa, come here. And he'd like, like <laughs> reach into his pockets and like pull out a lot of cash. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I was like, is this? In my head, I was like, why is this some kind of secret? Is mom like not letting you give me cash or something? And he was like, just take it. Just take it. I think it was like his way of showing love, maybe. Oh, I love that. But dad, if you're listening, like I would love a wad of cash now. In our <laughs> Me too, room. Mr. Lee. Come on over. Oh. <laughs> but it was such a great era, Emily. I miss having like random 60 bucks oh, just I for know. no reason. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, I feel like Victor does that to me now because I never carry cash. <laughs> and he'll be like, on the weekend, he'll be like, I put some money in your purse. Oh, that's so nice. But it's because so nice. when he wants me to buy like lotto tickets, I don't have any cash. <laughs> 
Okay, so I carry cash around. Um, Steven doesn't. And mm-hmm. so I, I'm i not as nice as Victor. I don't just randomly slip in cash. <laughs> but every time he asks me for cash because he wants to get a haircut or something, mm-hmm. kind of give him a dirty look. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm always the one like tipping, um, mm. like when we go travel and stuff. Mm. And I'm always like, I don't know why. I'm always caught off guard. I'm always fishing around yeah, for yeah. more money. So yeah, cash is good, I guess. It is. You're right. Just like how you were surprised I never use Apple Pay. On the flip mm-hmm. side, I also never use cash. So except for maybe like at the farmer's market. So I just mm. never think to go and get it. Like it's yeah. not on my list of to-dos. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty rare to really need it. But when you do need it, you absolutely need it. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. The other day we had... Um, we had to pay for parking. Uh, we got dim sum in like downtown SF. Mm-hmm. We had to pay for parking. And their thing didn't take Apple Pay. Both Steve and I forgot our wallets. So that was stupid. You of needed us. me. I know. I needed <laughs> you. <laughs> um, but they took cash. And I asked this random girl, I was like, Do you have Venmo? Can I please, do you have $2 in cash? Can I please Venmo you $2? And it was like a whole thing um, that took us 20 minutes. And so that happened to Victor last December. We went to New Jersey to mm-hmm. visit his family, and he took Charlie ice skating at that huge mall that's over there. And then he paid for the ice skates and stuff, but she like could not even stand up on the ice. So he needed to rent one of those little like Walker penguins things. or seals. Uh-huh. Yeah. But they only took cash. And he was going like person to person being like, do you have Venmo? Like, do you have Zelle? And like so many people didn't. And finally, he said this like older white woman probably thought he was like super poor and was like, here, I'll just pay for it. Like he just she didn't want his money. And he was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. Like, oh, this poor single dad with his daughter around Christmas time just wants to take her ice skating. <laughs> oh, my God. I do feel like it's probably just a couple bucks, right? I think it's like 10 bucks. Oh, wow. Okay, that's pretty pricey. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I saw somebody in that situation, I'd just be like, here, just take a couple Yeah, yeah. I think I would too. And hopefully we do pay it forward since that nice woman did it for him. (laughs) She's probably being like, oh, I helped this this poor soul out. (laughs) He was with his daughter that looks so sad. And I don't mind at all. But you know how Victor only wears like free like sweatshirts and t-shirts. So it's probably really believable. (laughs) Oh, so good. So good. (laughs) Tell me about almond milk. I'm intrigued. Okay. <laughs> I made almond milk by myself um, earlier this week. And I've been <laughs> reading about how easy it is. All you need are like a couple of ingredients, almond and water. And when you mm-hmm. buy almond milk at the store, there's actually a lot of preservatives and chemicals and xanthan mm-hmm. gum, whatever that is Carrageenan. for the texture. Okay. I don't know what that is, but it's probably in there too. And so I was like, I have this underutilized Vitamix. I have a bunch of almonds. I'm going to make it. I made it super easy. I was so proud of myself. I put in a glass mason jar uh-huh. and it tasted so bad. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> and I don't even know how it could have tasted so bad because it was fresh almonds, mm-hmm. filtered water. Mm-hmm. I added some dates in there, but those dates Ooh. did not go bad. I know that. Yeah, to uh-huh. sweeten it up a little bit. And then the only other ingredient I put in was vanilla and That sounds like it would be great. I I know. And I don't know. So I'm trying to troubleshoot now. Like what went wrong with my almond milk? It tasted funky. And I I tried Googling it. Mm -hmm. And there were some other steps in there that people recommended, like soaking your almonds. But I think that was more for creaminess when you blend it so it's Uh softer. 
And then I was like, maybe my, and I looked up my vanilla, Emily. <laughs> it expired in 2018. Oh, no. That's probably it. <laughs> but I Googled and it said that vanilla actually doesn't really expire. It can oh, like honey. go on. Like honey, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to try making it again. But it was a fail. And, I, and it only amounted to 16 ounces of <laughs> almond milk when I... I, I feel like I could just buy something cheaper. And then I was thinking, oh, maybe I like the taste of preservatives and and <laughs> yes. all those chemicals. I think that's why my fresh almond milk tasted funky. We definitely have been trained to like ta- the taste of like all these kind of chemical additives yeah. and stuff. So, so I don't even know what's fresh and what's not. But I'm going to try one more time. I'll report okay. back. Cause... Okay. Yeah, that sounds delicious. But I'm sorry it didn't taste good. <laughs> I have yeah, a Vitamix a too, so if you figure it out, I can make it too. <laughs> and everyone says, oh my God, it's so easy. You got to make your own. It is not that easy. Like you have to buy a nut milk bag too. Nothing is easy. Nothing I made, is easy. I, well, I told you I made homemade gummies yesterday. It was yeah, like way too good. much admin. But Charlie liked it, so that was good. Cassie <laughs> ate one and said, I'm going to like it and spit it on the ground. But then she ate a second <laughs> one, so I'm not sure. <laughs> Did they come in different colors? Um, well, you just have to make, I blended like orange juice with some strawberries and watermelon and a little mm. honey, and then you add gelatin. So it's actually, it is pretty easy, but then I was like straining it and then you have to put it into the tiny mold. Yeah. So lots of steps, you know? Yeah. Straining it takes a lot of work, actually. Yeah. To not make a mess, too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess this is it. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Yeah. Thanks Bye, for Noppers. listening. <laughs> It probably won't stick. Don't worry, Emily. (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye.